Hello and welcome to the Addicted Austinite, your one-stop podcast for all things Jane Austen. In this week's episode, I'm going to be giving you a quick summary of the events in Sense and Sensibility and talking about how they relate to the episodes that we've done over the last few weeks. So if you've never read Sense and Sensibility, I really recommend that you go and read it. I mean, it's up to you if you want to do that before you listen to this summary or afterwards. But I will say that a summary can never capture the true essence of a novel. It can explain what happens and you can get some of the humour and the wit from it as well. But reading the book is completely different and it will give you a more complete understanding of what we're talking about. Alright, so that was your spoiler warning, so if you don't want to be spoiled in what happens in Sense of Sensibility, then stop listening now. Uh, if you're happy to have it spoiled, or you already know what happens, uh, then keep listening. So, to begin Sense and Sensibility, in the first chapter we get a pretty decent explanation of the difficulties of inheritance in the Georgian era. We get told all about how the Dashwood family have lived in Sussex for a very long time and that the last but one owner of the family estate at Norland Park, uh, he was a single man and he leaves the property to his nephew, Henry Dashwood, which sets us up for the inciting incident of the novel. Jane tells us that Henry Dashwood has four children, one son by his first wife and three daughters by his second wife. And this is what causes the events of the novel because when Henry Dashwood is given Norland Park by his uncle, there are specific rules in what he is allowed to do with it on his death, which is that Henry can only leave Norland Park to his son and to any grandsons that his son will give him, which means that his second wife and his three daughters are left with nothing to very little when he dies, which he does about two pages later, um, depending on which version of the book you've got. We had a look at uh, Georgian property and inheritance laws in the episode Our House in the Middle of Our Legal Dispute. Um, So you can go back and listen to that and see how this situation is allowed to come about because it is actually a very common situation that a lot of women found themselves in at this time. From there, story, Sense and Sensibility, follows the two eldest daughters of Henry Dashwood by his second wife and their attempts to get themselves, their mother and their younger sister through life now that they don't have the support of their father. When Henry Dashwood dies, his son John inherits everything and he is the one that is in charge then of looking after Eleanor and Marianne and his stepmother and his other stepsister as well. On his own, that isn't a nasty thing, that isn't a bad thing. Uh, Jane says he's quite kind and considerate um, and he wants to help his sisters and his stepmother. But his wife, on the other hand, Fanny Dashwood, she is a lot more 
scheming and manipulative and she manages to convince John that his promise to his father of looking after his stepmother and his stepsisters didn't actually have anything to do with him giving them any money. It rather their house is open to them and if they need help they can ask but it's very unlikely that Fanny's going to let John give them anything at all. Fanny very kindly lets Eleanor Marianne the sister and their mother stay at the house that they had been living in with Henry um, immediately after his death. But this starts to cause problems when Fanny's brother Edward Ferrers decides to pay them a visit. And it's very clear right from the off that Eleanor and Edward Ferrers have a connection. They really like each other. And Mrs. Dashwood, the widow is very very happy about this but Mrs Fanny Dashwood is not and she makes it very very clear that she thinks Eleanor is beneath her brother um, in a social sense um, <laughs> and she's very clear that she doesn't want them to be getting on. It all becomes so awkward and so uncomfortable that in the end the four ladies much under Eleanor's suggestion, I might add, uh, they decide to take up the offer uh, of a distant relation, uh, distant relations of the Middletons, uh, which would be to stay at a cottage that's on their property at Barton Park. Now, they're all very sad to be leaving um, Norland Park. Um, obviously, it's been their home for a very long time. And Marianne's getting very dramatic about it, um, as is her want as the personification of sensibility. Um, but once they're there, things do start to improve and they make uh, a lot more new friends. The first of these new acquaintances, um, besides the Middletons, of course, is Colonel Brandon. He is a retired army officer and a friend of John Middleton. And from the start, it is very clear that he likes Marianne, to the point that John Middleton tries to put in a good word for him with Marianne. You can check out uh, my episode on, on where Colonel Brandon served to get a bit more of his backstory. But... This plan and um, Brandon's caution of Marianne all turns south with the introduction of Mr Willoughby. Now we meet with Mr Willoughby when Marianne is having a walk in the rain and she slips and twists her ankle and seeing that she was injured Mr Willoughby heroically comes to the rescue and he carries her back to the Dashwoods cottage and from there he begins courting Marianne, and it's all rather overt. Um, in the episode, What's Love Got To Do With It? Last week's episode, we had a look at the traditions of Georgian courting and why it is that Marianne and Mr Willoughby's behaviour is so scandalous. Uh, and because of this, because of this overt courting that they do, it causes problems later on in the novel. But for a while, that storyline is then set aside when Mr Willoughby goes off to London on business um, and Marianne is left without him. With Mr Willoughby gone, the story then starts to centre on Eleanor once again and we see the Middletons teasing her about liking somebody. Marianne lets slip 
that um, she liked somebody um, with the initial F um, for Ferrers, of course. But Eleanor won't give that detail away. Um, she's very serious and very sensible. And, of course, nothing's happened with Edward, so she doesn't want to start any rumours uh, and trap herself or him in any situations. Eleanor's unhappiness is added to with the arrival of Mrs Jennings and Anne and Lucy Steele. They are guests of the Middletons and Lucy Steele uh, decides to ingratiate herself to Eleanor and they start talking. Um, I think Lucy seems to think that Eleanor likes her more than she actually does. Um, but their relationship does go sour. Not that Eleanor would ever show it, um, because Lucy reaches a point where she feels that she can confide in Eleanor, and she tells her that she has been engaged to Edward Ferrers secretly for a few years. And, of course, this breaks poor Eleanor's heart, but she doesn't tell anyone, and she keeps it to herself. After that bombshell, um, Marianne and Eleanor go to London uh, with Mrs Jennings. And this is where things really start to, to kick off. Because when they're in London, they see Mr Willoughby again. And they find out that people have been talking about Marianne's engagement to Mr Willoughby um, all over town. Not that Marianne had ever said anything to Eleanor about it. Um, but it's, oh, it ends so horribly because Mr Willoughby is at a party and Marianne sees him and she's so excited and she's so happy, but he completely rebuffs her. He's with another woman and she feels horrible. She writes him letters that get sent back and it is just devastating for poor Marianne. When Colonel Brandon sees all of this happen, he confides in Eleanor. Um, she makes a very good confidant in the novel, it would seem. Uh, and he tells her about um, Mr Willoughby's bad behaviour um, we find out that Colonel Brandon was in love with the woman who Marianne reminds him of. Uh, but she married his brother. They had a child. And they both died. So Colonel Brandon starts to look after this child. Uh, and Mr Willoughby uh, comes along. And when this child is obviously older. And they fall in love. And she gets pregnant. That's where Mr Willoughby was when he was doing business in London. He was trying to sort all of that out. And because of that, um, it seems that his family have disowned him. He's lost his fortune and he's had to marry, uh, or become engaged at least, to a very wealthy woman to make sure that he can survive and live. And, and this woman uh, is Miss Grey, who was also at the party. And this is where um, the episode What's Love Got To Do With It comes in again, because 
Marianne and Mr Willoughby's behaviour was so overt and so flirty that seeing him rebuff her in London, no less, where the town is full of gossips, um, Marianne's reputation, not that anybody says anything, but it's implied that her reputation has taken a hit because she was so obviously flirting with Mr Willoughby Everybody assumed that they were engaged. So when he turns up with another woman, it looks bad on Marianne. She is devastated. She really doesn't take it very well. And poor Eleanor looks after her when she's going through her own heartbreak herself when she sees Edward Ferrers and Lucy Steele together in London. This leads to a really big fight between Marianne and Eleanor where we really see the fight between sense and sensibility coming together in the novel. Um, because Marianne is accusing Eleanor of being heartless, she isn't very feeling, and then Eleanor finally admits the truth and tells Marianne all about Lucy Steele and Edward Ferrers. And she, she says that, she has been feeling so much emotion, but she's kept it to herself because she knew that the rest of the family and other people needed her support. And it's a really big shock to Marianne, who is so feeling and caring. Um, you can check out the episode Insensible to Insensibility to see what this cult of sensibility was and why Marianne feels that Eleanor wasn't feeling because she wasn't showing certain signs um she wasn't following this this feeling of sensibility so it's assumed that she isn't feeling anything however things get much worse for the sisters after this we enter now the third volume the third act of the novel if you like um to start with we see lucy Steele's secret engagement to Edward Ferrers uncovered, accidentally uh, Anne Steele reveals it and Edward Ferrers' mother and his sister Fanny, they go mad. They are apoplectic about it and um, Edward gets disinherited and all of his inheritance will go to his brother Robert. Luckily for Edward, it seems that Colonel Brandon has a, a, a rectory that he can give to Edward Ferris, who is becoming a clergyman. Um, we talked about um, the pressions of second sons a little bit in the inheritance episode that we did. Um, so everything is up in the air with the Ferris and, and with Eleanor. And while all of that is happening... Marianne, in a fish of real sensibility and dramatic heartbreak, she goes for a walk in the rain because Mr Willoughby's property, or what would have been his property if he hadn't been disinherited, they can see it from where they're staying. And Marianne goes into the rain and she starts walking towards his property and she can see it over the hill she starts crying and she stands there in the rain for a good long while and because of this she gets seriously ill she gets a terrible terrible fever and she's really really sick 
it even gets to the point that they fear Marianne is, is going to die because she's so ill. Eleanor, of course, looks after her as much as she can, and Colonel Brandon proves invaluable. He offers to do anything that he can and to help Marianne in any way possible. While Marianne is ill, Eleanor gets a visit from Mr Willoughby. He's heard about Marianne being ill and he wants to explain himself. Of course, Eleanor doesn't want him speaking to Marianne because she's so ill and the sight of him would probably make her worse. So she listens to what Mr Willoughby has to say and he shares his story with her and by the end of it Eleanor is convinced that Mr Willoughby did love Marianne and that it was just unfortunate circumstances that he never really meant to hurt her but it's his few foolish actions that that lead to all of this heartbreak. When Eleanor relays this story to Marianne after Mr Willoughby's gone Marianne finally realises that her behaviour with Mr Willoughby was beyond acceptable and she comes to the conclusion that she probably never would have been happy with Mr Willoughby anyway uh, if they had ended up together and this leads to her feelings of Colonel Brandon changing because Marianne's sensibility has been challenged she realizes that Colonel Brandon isn't as stuffy and old as she first believed him to be and that he would actually be a very dependable person and that he's actually done a lot for her so that pretty much wraps up Marianne's storyline in the novel and she does later become engaged to Colonel Brandon uh, but we've still got Eleanor's story to conclude, and this happens in the last chapters of the novel. Eleanor and Marianne return home to Barton, to the cottage, where they learn from one of their servants that Lucy Steele has married Mr Ferrers. Eleanor, of course, assumes that this means Edward Ferrers, but... When Edward comes to visit, they find out that Lucy has actually married Robert instead because he got all of the money that Edward was going to get uh, and she was money-grabbing, basically, so she changed brothers. This means that Edward Ferrers is released from his, his, his contract, if you like, to marry Lucy Steele and it means that he can now love Eleanor the way that he wants to and they finally finally get engaged and everybody lives happily ever after so that is my summary of sense and sensibility a novel about love courtship and the intricacies of georgian inheritance law i hope you've enjoyed it i'm conscious that there may have been bits and pieces that i left out um, I'm sorry if those bits were really important to you, but you can see that the episode's really long already, and if I'd have included everything, I would have been here for hours. Um, but nonetheless, I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope that I covered all of the 
basic points of sense and sensibility. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Addicted Austin Night. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you did, like, review, share, all of those lovely things. It, it does mean a lot to me um, when I get tweets and things from you. So please do let me know what you thought of it. Uh, and join me next week and I will be reviewing some of the film and TV versions of Sense and Sensibility. And finally, as ever... Uh, Happy reading, your faithful servant, the author.